On today's show, we got five things the Dallas Mavericks need to do over the next couple weeks or so. They need to fix the fourth quarter issues. We'll talk about that. And we need Spencer Dinwiddie to be more aggressive. We'll tell you how on today's Locked On Mavericks. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show to comment anything below. Let us know what's one thing you want to see from the Mavs over the next six games, the next couple weeks or so. Let us know. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Seeing Siren, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I thought you called me Cyrus at first. I was like, oh man, we're going. Uh, we're talking about Con Air. Wouldn't of course. Fit, wouldn't fit the alliteration. Um,. You want to spend today's pod talking about former Dallas Mavericks Steve Nash? <laughs> we could, as every NBA show is probably going to do today. Oh my goodness! What, what in the world is going on in Brooklyn? I right said, now? I said this today as everything was going down. I would much rather be arguing about Christian Woods touches than I would be about whether the Mavs should hire Ime Udoka or not, or whether Steve Nash should have been fired, or whether Kyrie Irving statements or whatever, if KD still wants to trade, if Ben Simmons can shoot. Like, oh my gosh. What they're doing over at Lockdown Nets, they have not had a, a free week of just like, let's talk about basketball in months. I don't understand anything about the Nets right now. Of, <laughs> I don't understand. They're the still Udoka's. in New Jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how a guy can be suspended and now just accept a new I, head coaching job. He wasn't even he wasn't even fired yet. He, like you you texted this to me right in the middle of it. You're like, he's not he's still like a part of the Celtics. Yeah, and I don't understand how he obviously did some stuff that was jacked up and then Hey, he gets five weeks off, and now he's just going to be back coaching. He's not even, like, suspended anymore. He's not even been suspended five weeks yet. It's crazy. I, it's just a wild situation on top of all the other crap that's going on with the roster. So, uh, anyway, seems like a, a dumpster fire in uh, <laughs> in Brooklyn and whatever. But, hey, we're hanging out over here, and this is I, a I'm happy for world. <laughs> I'm happy for Steve Nash. He's freed from this. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> Still gets paid, I guess. Unless yeah, it is guaranteed contracts. Let's go. Mutual parting of ways. Um, he got fired. If come he wants on. to come, come to Dallas, um, yeah. come to Dallas, Steve Nash. Come be a part Jared of the Dudley. Front. Jared Dudley's on the bench like, we'll just keep this one warm for you, Steve. We'll keep this one warm. Front office, uh, coaching, think whatever. About, think about the connections. Dallas connection, Jared Dudley connection. Like, There's some good connections there with Steve Nash. Obviously, Dirk. In a, in a, what if what if Steve Nash becomes an advisor just like Dirk, and they just like walk around together with their little notebooks? Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> like, love it. Like Dirk has been doing in training camp. It would be amazing. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about the Nets, go listen to Lockdown Nets. They, they put out like two episodes today, I think, or three or whatever. Go at him. Go check out Adam Armbrecht and Doug Norrie. Great stuff from them. Today, I'm going to tell you five things the Mavericks need that we want to see from the Mavericks in the next couple weeks, and so is Isaac. We didn't tell each other what our things are for the most part, 
And so we do this every once in a while where we're like, all right, what are some things we want to see going forward? And one of the things I want to see is keep a fourth quarter lead. Let's stop collapsing in the fourth quarter because it has kind of been a really weird thing to watch over these last this last six games in the regular season. The Mavericks have had a lead in every single fourth quarter this year, and they're three and three. <laughs> so they've had multiple leads in fourth quarters. Let's say in Phoenix, they had a 15-point lead with eight, eight and a half minutes to go. Against the Pelicans, they had a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Against the Thunder, they had a 16-point lead with five minutes and 41 seconds left to go. Against Brooklyn, they had a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, and that one went into overtime. And against Orlando, even, they got the win there, but they had a 12-point lead cut to four with just under a minute left. Like, they have had these leads collapse on them. Uh, Give me, like, just what do you think is the biggest reason for some of these collapses? I'll give you some of these answers, and we can start walking down some of these paths here. Prevent offense. Seems like when they get a big lead, they kind of go into this prevent offense where they swing the ball around and they, you know, don't really, they don't really stay aggressive. Luca wearing down. Lack of earlier touches for shooters. We've talked about that before where, you know, Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi they don't get any touches in the first quarter, second quarter, and then all of a sudden you're like taking the most important shot of the game in the fourth quarter. Perimeter defense wears down because of how much they have to do. Or paint defense. Mavs still struggle to defend in the paint. Which one of those do you think is the most likely reason? Oh, gosh. I know. Uh can I lump the last two together and just say defense as a whole? <laughs> you uh, you can. I, I don't think, you know, I think this would be a little different than years past, but I don't think it's a Luca wearing down thing. Mm. Uh, there hasn't been an end of the game to where I feel like, um, oh man, like Luca's just gas. He's just so tired out there. I have felt that in years past. I don't feel that right now. I haven't, I haven't gotten a Luca tired gassed type of feel yet. Um, the shooters thing, yeah, I could see that a little bit. I think sometimes I do think the pre- prevent offense, and it's more of just like a stagnant offense. I feel like in the fourth at times of hey, we're just gonna revert back to Luca just doing ISO and just like hey, figure it out and go from there, hunting mismatch instead of like running stuff, keeping everybody moving type of stuff. But I'm gonna say defense. I think it's the defense that whether they're getting worn down, whether they're not on the same page you know, on rotation stuff, I, I think it's more defensively than it is on offense. I completely agree. And so I started to look through, all right, what's the Mavericks defensive rating by quarter? Let's just look through it and see if this, because let's see if the the stats confirm the eye test. In the first quarter, they have 111.5 uh, defensive rating. That ranks 19th in the NBA among teams in the first quarter. So middle of the pack, not great. Not a good first quarter defensive team. The JaVale McGee thing, you talked about it yesterday. We referenced it. He does not look as good as we thought. It's been a little bit harder to acclimate him to the defensive system than we ex- expected. Second quarter, 101.4 defensive rating. That This is points allowed per 100 possessions. So let's say the second quarter was 100 possessions, which is like the length of a normal game normally. Uh, they would be third. So they have the third best defense uh, by, cor- by in second quarters. Third quarter, 107.3. Seventh best defense. So incredible defense in the second and third quarter. Get ready for the fourth quarter. Oh, I'm ready. 118.7. Woo. That's the 26th ranked defense in fourth quarters. The Mavericks have 118.5 offensive rating in fourth quarters, which is incredible. That's top 10. Top 10 fourth quarter offense right now. But they have a negative net rating because their defense is so bad in the fourth quarter. So the stats back up the eye test here where the defense has just been really bad in fourth quarters. Dang. 
I didn't know those. I didn't know those defenses. That split is so stark. Like literally a top five defense in the middle quarters and then a bottom five defense in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I'd have to say the OKC game had to skew that a lot too. Only Um, six games, small sample size. The Memphis game probably swings some of these too. The OKC game, the, the Phoenix game, you're up by 15 and you lose like in the fourth quarter. That All this stuff swings, but it matters because it all collectively... Eventually, we'll get to a big enough sample size that these will matter, but their defense has been bad in the fourth quarter. Playing Christian Wood in the fourth I'm just kidding, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> Not yet. We'll get to that one in the second segment. Just kidding. But no, they got to get better defensively in the fourth. Is Are these... That, the, that they've had these leads, though, in the fourth quarter, is it more encouraging that you think, okay, I think they can fix this fourth quarter defense thing? Or is it more exposing, like, all right, this team is putting out all they can, and like they're still blowing in the fourth quarter. This team is mid. This team is not good enough. Like this, this team just can't get it done. I think it's more encouraging. Um, I would much rather say, "Hey, I'm going into the fourth quarter is like winning." That you know, like we're playing good enough to where we're actually like winning the other three quarters. <laughs> we got to figure out how to close these games. I would much rather do that instead of, guys, we're just losing these three quarters. Like we're losing most of the game, and uh, yeah, I. I just prefer that trying to figure out how to close games well. Absolutely. And their offense is not off the hook in some of these quarters too. Third quarter specifically, they have the 22nd ranked offense by offensive rating, 105.4. It's like their worst quarter by far. So that one's something we really have to to look at um, deeply. But coming up, one of the things I think we can fix in the fourth quarter and the the Mavericks can be better is Spencer Dinwiddie to be more aggressive. He has to be because there's a stat here that really – Stood out to me how Spencer Dinwiddie has not been even as aggressive as he was last year. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. Isaac Harris, Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. Mavs at home. Our friend David Locke's going to be in the building, hopefully, to uh, to see this one. What's the spread on Bet Online? Five and a half. Mavericks by six. You are incredible, I guess. I guess in the lines, Mavs negatives or Mavs are a minus six. Jazz are a plus six. You can go ahead and check that out at Bet Online. Uh, oh, here, here's you'll love this one. Pelicans at Lakers. What's the spread? Pelicans at Lakers. I'm gonna say Pelicans by four. Pelicans three, three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's off by half on both of these. Incredible. Uh, if you're as good at picking the lines as Isaac is at guessing the lines, you should do great on Bet Online. They have more than just basketball. They'll have the World Series. They'll have NFL, uh, college football. Their rank playoff rankings just came out. So if you want to bet on that going into the weekend, go check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. I want to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. I know this is one that you wanted to bring up too. We talked about it before, but. Spencer Dinwiddie's got to be more aggressive. If the Mavericks are going to be their optimal self, and right now they have one of the best offenses in the NBA. But the reason why is because Luka's been near perfect. <laughs> and they can't expect Luka to be near perfect the whole season. He's going to get close. I mean, he's he's going to be like that picture that everybody probably saw by now of Luka in the supermarket. Look like a Kroger, or maybe uh, maybe it could have been a... Where did that picture come from? H-E-B. Or it could have been it could have been a central market. It could have been a Whole Foods where he's staring at the meat options and he's looking behind the glass and he's just staring. He's trying to pick the exact the perfect cut of meat. He can't he can't do that on offense every single possession, right? He can't be picking that every single time. They need Spencer Dinwiddie to step up. Spencer Dinwiddie's usage rate 
21.2% so far this season. Mm. Do you know what Spencer Dinwiddie's usage rate was on the Dallas Mavericks last season? No. 21.8%. His usage rate went down even though Brunson is not on the Mavericks. He's got to step up a little bit. It's got to just be him being more aggressive. I can see him at times on the court trying to get people involved, especially Christian Wood, which you appreciate. But at at times, he's just got to call his own shot. Yeah, I'm frustrated right now because I was trying to pull up some stuff on Synergy, but... Synergy's new update is insane. Pick pick and roll ball handling, very good. That's 31% of his possessions. Isolation, very good. 26% of his possessions. Transition, he's ranked good. 17%. What's his around the basket numbers? Uh I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> uh just because yeah, it's one of the things I wrote down because that's the Spencer Dinwiddie that we need. He can get to the bucket using his using his size. At the rim. Yeah. Like a layup dunk, he's average right now. Okay, okay. And so you're talking about getting to the bat, like getting to the basket. His free throw rate. This is the stat that I found that just astounded me. The lowest free throw rate of his career, ever so far this season. He's taken 12 free throw attempts in six games. His free yeah, throw. Yeah, so that just can't happen. His free throw rate is uh, is 16. percent His free throw yeah, rate the last three seasons was 34 percent, 37 percent, 43 percent. Like it, it's it's cut in half what it was in the past, and it's only six games. Like we're still real small sample size. Mavs won three of those games, should have won the other three, but he's got to be better and specifically more aggressive because of those numbers. Yeah, because I mean, you like this is insane to me. It's just free throw attempts per game so far over the first six games. Spencer Dinwiddie's fifth on the team. Guys above him, Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr., JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee is averaging two points more free throw free throws. Like, that is absurd <laughs> to me. Like, Dinwiddie has to be shooting more free throws. He has to get to the rim more. He has to be more aggressive. Drive. Get your buckets. That's is that's what he's best at doing. So, yes, I it drives me nuts whenever Dinwiddie's not aggressive. If he's on the floor, we need him to be aggressive. Take a little bit of what Tim Hardaway has in him and just give it to <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie because yeah. Tim is looking to score all the time. So we need Dinwiddie to do that. Yeah. And, and he's been very, when he has called his own shot, he's been very good. You mentioned synergy numbers. He's ranked very good on pick and roll isolation and spot up and good in transition. And those are like the bulk of his offensive possession so far. Like he's, he's scoring when he's aggressive. Uh, he's just not getting the free throw line. And even if you start looking at his free throws, like per game, two free throws in the first game, zero in the second, five in the, in the third, zero in the fourth game against the Nets. Three and then two. <laughs> like so he's been to the free throw line one, two, three, maybe like five times <laughs> this season. That's wild. Just not that's just not enough for him. Um what do you think what do you think it is with him? Because I do see him intentionally trying to get Christian Wood involved, trying to get Tim yeah. Hardaway shots. It seems like he's trying to be more of the distributor than just the straight up scorer that he was last last season when he was the guy like he knew, okay, if I get the ball, I'm going. Like that's that's my job at this point. Because, yeah, obviously, I don't know if this is true or not. You're asking what I think. What I think he's doing is he's looking at it and saying, there's only two ball handlers on this team, me and Luca. And look at what Luca does. Luca sets everybody up. He gets everybody involved. Look what Brunson did last year. Brunson's going to pass, get the guys involved, all that. And I think he's looking at it saying, all right, last year, I was a scorer. This guy that comes off the bench, yeah. get buckets, hit the game winners. I was all Tim last year. Yeah. This year, I need to be Brunson and I need to do this and get the guys involved and run the offense, especially when Luca's not out there. I need to play the Luca role and do this and pass and get into like, 
that's I think it's more of a mental thing than it is any type of like talent or anything like that. I think he's trying to be a role that is different than what he's been instead of being what he excelled at last year, especially when it got to playoffs or remember that stretch last year, he's hitting those game winners and the Boston one, and, you know, into Brooklyn and all that. And it's like, I, I want aggressive Spencer Denway. That's Dallas has to have him be more aggressive. He's playing without Luca more this season. And I think that's and without Luca and obviously without Brunson. And I think that's been a little interesting to see how he not handled. everybody can play with Luca. We need people to be able to, play without it. I know, but it's kind of interesting to see how he handles that role. Jason Kidd before the season and even during the season has just said over and over again, you know, we just want Spencer to be Spencer. Like, good morning, Isaac. We just want Spencer to be Spencer. What do you think that Isaac. means and do you think he's doing it? Um I don't know. It's hard to <laughs> It's hard to figure out some Jason Kidd comments sometimes. The so, kidisms uh, are are going over my head sometimes. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I would like to see, and I'd like to see JaVale McGee like play better. As, as <laughs> point point blank as that is, uh, as one as one of my five, I want to see JaVale just play a little bit better. Is well, this an injury thing? Hold on, you want who? JaVale, 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 JaVale. Um. <laughs> I just want him to be serviceable out there and show of like, is there some type of fire in there that shows, all right, this is why we signed that guy. Because once again, I, I was a fan of the contract. I don't you think it's that it. big, that big of a, that big of a deal to pay him $5 million. But we're in year we're at six games into year one of a three year deal. <laughs> and if like, he's playing eight minutes, he played eight minutes the other night. Like, can I want to see, a more of a fire out of JaVale over these next six games and be a little bit more energetic and show like why Dallas invested in him. Not a ton, you know, $5 million, but still they invest in him to be this upgrade over Dwight. He can't let Dwight beat him out for minutes. He just can't. Something interesting that when we were talking about Christian Wood yesterday and yesterday we spent our whole pod talking about Christian Wood and the whole Mavs relationship with him. Uh, Jason Kidd yesterday was asked, how strong is the commitment to JaVale McGee at starting center? And he said, strong. We believe in him. He'll be better. Now, I don't know how strong of a commitment it is if you're playing him like four minutes to start the game and four minutes in the third quarter or whatever it ends up being. But they're still committed to him at at starting center, and they're still going to stick with it. Um Jason's like, I'm not going back on a promise just yet. Yeah, six games. I got to give it a little bit more than six. You know what? He also said at practice in one of these practices that after ten games they're going to evaluate their lineups. And I wonder if he thinks that's the number of games when he can bench Javale McGee. <laughs> nah. Is it just is it just Javale McGee being more energetic? Is it just being like him being more engaged? Because I don't know. I'm 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 getting concerned about the his. Like the, his fit in the defense, in the way that the, the Mavericks have been successful playing defense. I, I'm not worried about the fit. I'm just worried, like it, what he like he can block shots and like all of that. It's just he's got to move more. Like that's my only issue yeah. with him is it just feels like that DeAndre Jordan vibes of his is he's standing in you know cement and it's like all right he's just a tad bit slow to a few things. He's heavy footed. It's like all right, which I get. You know he's getting older and all of that, but. We need him to be a little bit more energetic, a little bit more mobile, and defend. Be able to get a hand up quicker on some of these guards and the paint and all that stuff. There's no reason Alvarado should be facing him up 
near the block and still get a layup out of it. Like there's just no reason that should happen. DeAndre Jordan. Remember what we like everything that we've said about JaVale McGee. We said about DeAndre Jordan once upon a time, his first DeAndre Jordan's first six games with Dallas, 15 points, 15 boards a game, three assists, two blocks a game. That's funny. I know. I looked at those. That was four years ago, by the way. Wow. That was a long time. Coming up, a couple other things we want to see from the Dallas Mavericks, including we gotta get I gotta get more touches for Christian Wood in a specific way. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do. Oh, I just I just roll right into those second breaks. I just I just roll I just roll into it. My robot brain takes over. It's like <laughs> we should have dads do the fake ads. We should do a for we, it. we should do a fake ad for something. Just to, <laughs> I'm down. Just to fit in this. Good lord. Spot uh, brought to you by Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> brought to you by Mavs M Hats. Oh my gosh! All right. Christian Wood, one thing I want to see. Let's do some rapid fire here, 10. He's got to get more touches than pick and roll. They've run 17 plays this season where Christian roll when Christian Wood sets a screen and rolls and gets the ball. That's it. 17 in six games. Like they 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 can't he's he's gotten a lot of his points, it's seemingly by accident at these spot ups and some of his post up stuff where he sets himself up. You talk you've talked about him like getting the ball, the three point line or in the corners or something. Just run a pick and roll with him. It's a great play. It's yielded incredible results in the small sample size we've seen, but only 17 plays. Like, if you want to get your offense moving, let's not do this Christian Wood thing where he's he's posting up against somebody and Spencer Dinwiddie's trying to figure out an entry pass. Like, let's do some pick and rolls. Let's run some stuff. Yeah, I just want him to get the ball closer to the rim. That's, that's <laughs> and if he, he can do that if he sets a pick and rolls all yeah. the way to the basket. And he's showing that he can pass decently well out of the yeah. short roll there and get him the ball there at the elbow as he's, you know, going through the paint with the ball and having to make a decision and uh, at least try it out, you know, <laughs> instead of, all right, let's toss it to Christian Wood there at the top of the key and go do something. And they've run more than 17 like screens with Christian Wood, but it's only yeah. 17 where he gets the ball at the end of it. So t- that tells me that it's, you know, it's not too many more than that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Give me another one. Um, all right. You might think this is kind of like dumb with it already being this place in the season. Can we get Luca Knight off? Wow. I'm, I'm down to do it. Okay. Here's the question though. Can they? Honestly, it might be good for everybody. Like let Luca have a rest day. Let's look at, uh, maybe that wizards game on the 10th i don't know if it's gonna be in this you know next six games i was gonna say you want to start you want to start predicting the schedule and going through let's go through the schedule line by line and everyone maybe on the 16th against the rockets it's a second night of a back-to-back he plays that clippers game on the 15th Uh, you know who's gonna be super motivated to play against the rockets christian wood (laughs) yes he will boban um um but no but anyway why you gotta do that to me i was having a good day let Luca have a night off, get him some rest because the workload's been so much. And let's see what the other guys got, right? Yeah. Like can, what if Christian Wood gets back and gets into a rhythm a little bit? What if Dinwiddie, it's what exactly what he needed. He puts up a 33 point game 
and he's really aggressive. And it's like, man, it's really good to see my shot going down and just really playing aggressive out there for Tim. Some of these other dudes, I don't think they would get like blown out. So I don't know. That's just one of mine. It's like, let's get Luca some rest. Let's be proactive with Luca rest instead of waiting until he's like really like hurting on something and really, really bogged down. And like, he's, he's already like, I know that Lucas thing is always dealing with some kind of injury during a game that ends up being nothing, but yeah. it seems like even more to start the season so far, he's been hit everywhere. Like his whole body, I feel like has been hit by some kind of elbow. Not as much as Dwight in the face, but <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh green. It's time. It's time. Oh, you want more minutes? Time to give him more minutes. The train has left the station. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get Josh Green some more. And you know who else? You know, who, you know who agrees with me? Like, you know, like, can we get Josh Green some more minutes? Nick, that's a good question. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd at practice today said we need to get we need to find Josh Green some more time. Who needs to find Josh Green some more time? <laughs> You're the coach. We. Who is this we? Uh, Josh Green so far this season, five of nine from three promising looks looks good he looks more confident in his shot six offensive rebounds in six games which follows my josh green offensive rebound principle where josh green will get one wild offensive rebound every single game seven steals in six games so far and and five assists that that, that's what josh green's gonna bring you he's gonna bring you offensive rebounds steals assists and you hope that he's gonna hit a three and so far he has been hitting his threes and last year he shot at a decent rate He's just got to be more confident. That was our thing all summer with him. And so now it's time. What is he at right now? He's at um, probably like 11 minutes a game or something. It's a little bit higher than that. It's 15.4 minutes a game. Oh. Can we? His shot does look so much more comfortable. He yes. looks so much more confident shooting the shot. The form looks better. He's not hesitating as much. Um, I'm happy with what I'm seeing in the shot. So I'm down. I don't know how you find those minutes because you're not going to take them away from like Dinwiddie. Um, you gotta take you gotta take them away from Dorian and Reggie. They they can't play as much as yeah. they've been playing. Like they've had minute, they've had games where they've played forty minutes. I'm like, we're in the beginning of the regular season so far. This is not the playoffs. One of my uh, one of my other ones was I, I would like for them to find a firm closing lineup. Mm. And you know we've seen some you know we've seen Tim, we've seen Christian Wood, Maxi, um, Dinwiddie. I would like for them to land on one that they really like that we can get a lot of reps with that okay i don't think you're gonna get this one (laughs) i don't think i am either but i would just like to see that whatever that closing lineup is to where then they're getting the reps of they know where everybody's going to be on the floor they're building that chemistry in those tight moments and they just yeah i I would like that instead of it constantly changing but probably won't get it what's the lineup you want to see um luca dinwiddie dorian reggie maxi Okay. Yeah. That seems like That's the one that they've been going with. And then kid went with wood instead. He's, he's been doing, he's been going with wood instead of Dinwiddie at times. Or it's in been that, in that know, same Tim lineup instead of Dinwiddie. with those, with the, like the three defenders. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting how he's messed with stuff, but yeah, seeing a consistent, a consistent closing lineup would be good. It's I think that, I mean, we've talked about, it's more important than, yeah. And you're starting way lineup. much, way much more about that than I do. But, with the inconsistency of the players, like it was the right move to close with Tim Hardaway the other night. Yeah, that's where I could be just completely wrong on it. That, you know, because then, then you wouldn't be riding the hot hand of like a Tim or somebody else. But 
maybe it's a, hey, majority of the nights, can we have a closing lineup that, and I think they do. I mean, I think they do like maxing that closing lineup and stuff, but I'd like to see a defined lineup get more reps in those close games. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Let us know in the comment section below what's something that you want to see from what about trade? Dallas Mavericks. Oh, you got any more? I was gonna say a trade. Yeah, we had the we had the over on on one point five trades so far. Uh, who do you want to get traded? I'm not no, stop. All right, tonight we're gonna you play do, Utah. Hey, you guys should do that. You guys should do that segment on Studio Forty One. Yeah, let me ask you. You Bobby. and Bobby and Katya should do that segment. <laughs> let me ask Bobby. All right, power Bobby. ranking. Who do we want to be traded first? That'd be great. So, uh, who is the uh, <laughs> Halloween candy of <laughs> um, <laughs> tonight? Utah Jazz are in town. David Locke's in town. If you mm. see David Locke at the game, give him a shout out. Tell him that Lockdown Maz is the best podcast in the world. Yeah. Uh, but no, we get to see these ugly uniforms in person. Oh, what are they and, wearing? Uh, Do we know? Probably the yellow, right? Okay, wait, hold on. I got to. See future Maverick uh, Jordan Clarkson, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> who's more likely to be a future Maverick, Jordan Clarkson, or they're okay? They're wearing their statement edition. That's the black with the yellow lettering. Oh yeah, ugly. And the Mavs are wearing the white, the classic white. Let's just hope that uh, Markinen doesn't put up like 38. God, the black with the what's worse, the black with the yellow or the. I guess that's the worst one, right? Oh no, the yellow with the bl- the yellow with black lettering. I think they're both ugly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps, making us your first listen. Now go check out Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game previews, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. It's Lockdown Sports today, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.